With one in three women experiencing a miscarriage in their lifetime, it's something that affects many people. If you've never had one, you most certainly know someone that has. Carla's miscarriage pulled on my heartstrings. And as she shared her experience, I started to realize the depth of the healing that had occurred. This is Carla's story. This is the highway to healing. Okay, Carla, we have a lot to cover today and your story is one that really hit me in the heart in a way that I hadn't experienced in a while. And I was preparing for this episode and writing down thoughts and notes. And I just was feeling this place of gratitude within myself that you were willing to come on and share this story. So thank you, first of all, for being here. My pleasure. Seriously, it's, it really is my pleasure, my honor. So you had a pregnancy not too long ago. Mm-hmm. And you have several kids, which I love. You have five kids, right? <laughs> I, well, three of them are stepchildren. Um, but yes, from seven years old to 27 years old. <laughs> That's a lot of energy. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you've got five kids, uh, but you were recently pregnant and you experienced a miscarriage. And the journey through that is unlike anything I've ever heard before. So I would like you to tell us what happened. Okay. Um, I first, my husband and I were not trying to get pregnant. Um, We were like many couples at home in the shutdown last year and just had the time to reconnect. And so when I found out that I was pregnant, it was such a mixture of emotion because neither of us, like that just wasn't even on our radar. And my husband was, you know, getting ready to turn 50 and I am turning 40 this year. And so it was one of those, like, are we really going to have another child right now? Like, (laughs) are we just like destined to have kids our entire life? Is this what's happening? And yeah. So after a couple of days of just letting it resonate, we both really got excited about it and really got behind it and just welcomed it with open arms. And it was the first time for me. And I, I love, um, you know, two my two out of our five love with all my heart. Um, but those did not come from relationships that were healthy And so the idea of being able to birth a child with the man that I love, that I am supported by, that I experience life with, that I knew would be such a pleasurable ride to be able to parent from the day one. And we were just ecstatic and uh, yeah. I, I, you know, could hardly contain myself. I wanted to tell people and I wanted to share it. And, and uh, so at the same time, my grandma, uh, my grandma, Laura was, 
had fallen ill. She'd had a couple of mini strokes and um, had been admitted to the same home that my grandfather had passed away in. And, you know, with the lockdown, we weren't allowed to see them person to person, but I knew that my grandma was not doing well. And I wanted to make sure that I saw her one last time and that I had the opportunity to tell her about the baby. And so we went down and spent an afternoon talking through the window. Um, my husband is an artist, tattoo artist. And so he drew pictures on the window for her to be able to look at. And it just was a really great afternoon. And in a moment where she was kind of coherent, um, you know, I had the opportunity to talk to her and I told her, you know, that I was pregnant and that I thought I was going to be a little girl this time. I have two boys and, um, and then I have a stepdaughter and two older boys. And I told her I thought I was going to be a girl. And we had already picked out a name, which, I mean, I've never done that. I've never thought of a name you know, it's been like, oh, I guess this baby's coming <laughs> to pick out a name. Um, and this time around, it was, it was just like, it, it hit us both one night, we were hanging out, and I wanted to name her Juno, because Juno is the protector of marriage. And it's just, you know, us entering marriage, and, and then having this child, it just felt really right. And so I told my grandmother that I wanted to name the baby Juno I was going to have a little girl and and she was shaking her head no no and I was like I'm gonna have a boy and she kept shaking her head no and the nurse bent down next to her and she said you're Carla and I said yeah and she goes well she just said my sweet Carla and I thought to myself like I, I had this moment where I felt like my grandma was trying to tell me something but you know, it just, it, she just couldn't. And, um, and I think my hopes were so high that I didn't contemplate that even being a possible reason. So a few days later, I uh, went to my first doctor's appointment. And in that in-between time, I decided to do the tell the world Facebook post. And I went to my doctor's appointment and the doctor had said, um, you know, I want to send you for a second exam. And, and I, right, right away, I was like, okay, well, why do you need to do that? Can you explain that to me? She said, I just am not getting a clear enough picture. So, and this is the doctor that was doing the ultrasound. And I thought, okay. And so I, couldn't get in right away. And the nurse called me from the doctor's office and she was like, no, you have to get in. You need to go right away. I'm like, is there an emergency? Like, can somebody please tell me something so that I can make this a priority if I need to? Like, otherwise I can't go until Monday. <laughs> and so then over the weekend, I found out that my grandmother passed away and I was heartbroken. And I go to this appointment on Monday and, you know, the tech's doing it. Um, she's like, I can't give you any information. I'm so sorry, but I will let your doctor know to call you right away. And so the doctor called me. I, was, I wasn't even in my car yet. And my doctor was calling me. And so I sat in the car and she told me that I had what was called a missed miscarriage. 
And I was not familiar with that term. I didn't know what that meant. Um, a missed miscarriage is where your body still thinks that you are pregnant. And so the gestational sac continues to grow and you continue to feel pregnant and you continue to look pregnant. And the fetus itself had stopped growing. So my gestational sac was at 11 weeks and the fetus had stopped growing between seven and eight. And all I could think of when the doctor was telling me this was my grandmother and how my grandmother had just shaken her head and told me, oh, sweet Carla. And, and I just was like, totally floored. I like, you know, the doctor's voice sounded far away. Cause it was just like, is this really happening right now? Like this cannot be, there has to be a mistake because I feel pregnant. And she said, no, sweetheart, you're, you're going to experience, you know, sooner or later, you're going to start experiencing some cramping and you'll start getting the signs. And she stressed that I needed to schedule a DNC. And that because I already was carrying around dead tissue for several weeks, that it was imperative for my health that I schedule it sooner than later. So I scheduled the DNC for that upcoming weekend. And over that week, I didn't experience one symptom. And I kept thinking to myself, like, is this a mistake? And I, I when it got to, you know, time to go, right? I decided the day before I decided to do, um, I use essential oils and I decided to do a drop of clary sage into my belly button just to see, because clary sage can help with the uterine tissue contracting. And I thought, okay, if this really is happening, then I'll experience something and I'll know that I need to keep this appointment tomorrow. And so I did a drop of clary sage into my belly button on Thursday. And a few hours later, I experienced some symptoms and I thought, oh my God, this really is happening. And then I, you know, immediately started bawling again and realized like, I really am having a miscarriage. And, uh, yeah, that was rough. Like that was like that moment where you like you step out of denial into the next step of grief and it was rough. Um, <clears throat> I went to the hospital for the pre-registration and and that was crazy going to the hospital during the pandemic. Every like, with, I mean, the security measures that they were taking and the six feet apart and like the, the, the people being sick and it was overwhelming to be there and feel all of the emotions that I had and then be in that energy. And so I sat down and do the paperwork and they tell me the copay is going to be $1,100. And Again, I had that immobilizing feeling where I was just like, you got to be kidding me. You know, my husband and I had been out of work for two months, still hadn't gone back to work. <laughs> like, hadn't, I mean, we were at the, right there at that cusp where we were getting allowed finally. They had done phase one, but we weren't a part of phase one. We were a part of phase two. And 
And I already knew that the brand new business that I had just opened eight weeks prior to COVID happening, I wasn't going to be opening that up again. So there was the loss of my business, loss of my grandmother, and now this miscarriage, and then paying $1,100 on top of it. And I just thought, no, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing that. So I told them, you know, I appreciate it, but I, I'm going to go home and do this with my essential oils. I'm going to go home and I'm going to, and I didn't even think about what it was that was coming out of my mouth. I was just like, I no, you can cancel this. And I'm going to go ahead and trust my body to do what it needs to do. And I can, I can do this on my own. Oh my goodness. I mean, I didn't want to interrupt any of the story, but I'm sitting here just in awe and I'm right there in that energy with you as you're telling the story. I can't, I can't even fathom the emotions that went through your body. And so you go home. Yep. I went home and I immediately, I mean, I I already know a lot about essential oils and it's one of my strengths to kind of know a little bit about everything. So I, you know, I already knew certain oils that you could use, like as far as pregnancy was concerned. And I knew like, okay, my body, it needs detoxifying. And I know that I'm going to be experiencing pain and I know, right. So like, I kind of just made a list of the things that I thought I might need. And then I started kind of diving into some books and I reached out to a Facebook group that I'm a part of. And just threw it out there, like, this is where I'm at. And this is what is happening. Has anybody experienced this? And have you used oils for it? And I I luckily had everything that I needed on hand. And yeah, went to work. Um, (laughs) Used essential oils consistently through my belly button, um, internally as well. And uh, topically, I mean, I, I was bathing myself in them and using them, you know, just to, to address the physical need, but truly the emotional side of this was so intense. And, you know, at one point that evening, you know, everything was progressing. And that evening I was in labor. Like, and I, I mean, I've, 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 been in labor before I've had babies and I was in labor and I was in the fetal position on my bedroom floor crying and my husband came in and laid down right behind me and just held me through the process and all I could think of (laughs) was the fact that I had had abortions when I was much younger and that I because of making that choice obviously my body was never able to go through this process and so it wasn't ever able to truly heal and so while I'm laying there on my living or my bedroom floor I kept thinking about those two babies and 
this baby that I was losing and, or that I had already lost, but my body needed to process. And, and I realized that my entire life, like it was like this compounding, overwhelming experience of just emotion. And I realized that my entire life, I have always kind of set them aside. So set the emotions aside, deal with it another time. Don't experience it in the moment because there's not time for that, right? No need to waste energy on that. So to really allow myself to process through those emotions, all of them, everything that was coming up and to know that on the other side of it, right? With labor, you get a beautiful baby on the other side of it. And I wasn't going to be getting that. I really allowed myself to grieve. I let myself grieve my grandmother. (laughs) That baby. (laughs) Take your time. Take your time. Yeah. It was so cleansing. And... spiritual (laughs) and that was where really truly the oils helped me the most was I was able to carry myself from one emotion to the next and let myself process through them and really feel like I was coming out whole on the other side so the next morning I woke up And if you've had a baby, you know that feeling where you get that like calm before the storm, right? Your your body feels very like today is the day. Like you just have this inner knowing of like, okay, we're ready. We're primed. Everything's ready to go. And it's just this calmness and stillness that you feel. And I woke up feeling that way and I thought, okay, it's going to happen. My husband was finally, you know, after the pandemic, he was finally able to go back to work. So he went to work and I had told him it's okay. Like I'm ready for this. I can do this part of it. I'm good. And uh, it was just a lot of physical pain that morning, a lot of cramping a lot of nausea. Um, The moment that I felt it really coming on, I could feel my blood pressure drop, right? I got those like little black floaties where I was like, okay. (laughs) I, you know, and, and I went to the bathroom and on my way to the bathroom, my husband called me. And so I answered the phone and he was with me through the process. And that you know, he was like, I don't know. I didn't, I don't know why I felt like calling you right this moment, but I just felt like I needed to. And I thought, well, you got good timing, honey. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he was able to be with me. And when everything was said and done, you know, I went, I laid down for a moment and just tried to kind of recenter myself and found myself in a conversation with my grandmother. And I asked her why it happened. 
Like, why did that have to be a part of my story? And she said, well, sugar to share it. So yeah, I, I got up and um, the most immediate people that I could think of to share it with were my customers and my friends um, with my essential oil business because I knew that somebody could use that information. And so I recorded a video for them and I've held on to this video for the last year and started thinking to myself, like at some point, I really would like to share this with the general public, you know, and, and, and I had just watched it when I received the email asking for people that wanted to share their stories. Yeah, and here you are, and you've got my, I've, I think I've had my eyes uh, fill up with tears probably a few times during this, this interview. Um, oh, I mean, I don't really have the right words to, to say other than I am humbled and grateful that you're doing what your grandmother asked you to do. You're sharing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. <clears throat> If there's anybody listening that has gone through or currently going through a hardship, whatever that looks like for them, what's your advice? What, what insight would you give to them? You have to allow yourself to press pause for a moment. Um, really let yourself feel what's happening identify what it is that you're feeling because sometimes I think when we take a moment to identify how we're feeling it takes some of the power away from it so it doesn't become so intense and then it allows for it to flow and transition into a different emotion and it allows for you to experience that shift up the emotional vibrational scale like really being able to process through something and then progress you know not just feeling all the feelings and then like stuffing it down because you don't really know how to step into the next phase or you know maybe feeling those feelings for a moment or maybe just being terrified of what it is that you're feeling because you don't know how to identify it and I think that if you if 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 we just pause and take that moment, right? So, and however that looks, I mean, it's different for different people. Walking makes me feel better. Journaling makes me feel better. Listening to music makes me feel better. Listening to guided meditations, positive affirmations. I mean, all of those things really can be beneficial to create that space to just allow yourself to process, right? To check in with your body, to check in with where you really are with it. And, you know, and to not have other people's emotions become yours in the process. I think it's really important to recognize the difference there. I think your grandmother is proud of you for sharing your story. I know she is. 
Thank you, Carla. I appreciate you being on this episode and for sharing what you went through, because I know that you have at least helped one person that was listening to this today. I hope so. And honestly, I, when my doctor told me that one in three women experience a miscarriage, and it's such a taboo thing, you know, so many people don't speak up about it and they feel all of these negative feelings like their body wasn't, you know, able enough or they're not good enough or they're not like, and that, that is truly the reason why I wanted to share because sometimes, sometimes it's just not the right time. I don't know. I don't know what the reason is for it happening, but I do know that I am worthy of carrying a child and of raising children. I know that I'm worthy of experiencing love and life. And I think that for other people who maybe don't have children yet and have had a couple miscarriages, like they need to be reminded of that. They need to know that you are worthy and so is everyone that's been through this. Yep. Thank you, Carla, for sharing your story. Thank you. For more information on Carla and her work, go to wellnesswithcarla.com. Stories like this one are important to tell. It reminds us that even during the darkest times, we can always find light. We can always choose faith over fear. For exclusive content, please join my Spark Plug members-only community and apply to be a guest on this show. Find out more at spiritandspark.com.